0: Hello, and welcome to the Healthier Home Podcast. I'm your host, Tiffany Peterson. This podcast is for everyone who would like to create a healthier, happier home for themselves as well as their families. Each week, I'll be joined by health and home experts who will share their tips and tricks with us on how to create a healthier home. Don't worry about taking notes as everything that is linkable from today's podcast, as well as past on the Healthier Home Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back to episode three of the Healthy Home Podcast. It is my great pleasure to be able to be back with you today as we navigate our crazy world together. Now, on today's episode, we're gonna talk about creating a safe, healthy bedroom, but many of the techniques and systems talked about on today's episode can also be applied through your home. The reason this is so important now more than ever is because most of us are staying in our homes to protect others as well as ourselves during this pandemic. As we continue to stay inside more and more and outdoors less, we need to be proactive on creating a healthy, safe home environment for ourselves as well as our families. This includes making sure that our inside air quality is the best it can be make sure to open up windows and doors as much as possible as indoor air quality in our homes can be five to a hundred times more polluted than actually outdoors. I know this seems crazy, but it's actually true. So what else can you do to improve your air quality? Make sure you are not using air fresheners, plug-ins, and your commercial based petroleum candles. These are all extremely toxic and now are considered to be as bad for you as smoking. Instead, try diffusing essential oils or simmering fresh potpourri on the stovetop. Also, use sanitizers and chemical cleaners sparingly. When you come home from being out in the world during this pandemic, that is the time to use your sanitizing systems. Have systems in place so you do not bring the virus into your home. That means setting up a station outside of your house or in your garage where you can sanitize or disinfect anyone or anything that could possibly come in contact with the virus. Inside your home use mechanical-based cleaning practices that use friction and force to remove grime and bacteria from surfaces. This cleaning method will keep your house cleaner, as well as eliminating any dust and any toxic residue in our inside air. If you would like to know more about how mechanical cleaning works or the tools to use in mechanical cleaning, check out our show notes for more resources and links. Now more about today's episode. I absolutely love today's co-host, Kathleen Paisano. Kathleen came into my life a couple years back through a social gathering, and from day one, I have absolutely loved her honesty, humor, and passion for helping others. Kathleen and her three teams of professional house cleaners have dedicated the last 14 years of their lives to creating healthier, cleaner home environments through the use of mechanical cleaning techniques. Kathleen is a wife, mother, proud grandma of her grandbabies, Olive and Beau and a savvy entrepreneur. It is my pleasure to have Kathleen on today's show. Hi Kathleen, welcome to the show. Hi Tiffany, thanks for having me. I am so excited to have you here today. We are going to learn so much on this show. Now as most of you guys know that we're in the midst of our study of sleep. And with Kathleen here today, we're going to talk about the bedroom and how we can make an environment where it's cleaner and healthier so we can get that great sleep. Um, Kathleen I'm sure you have lots of information and tools and tips and tricks on keeping the bedroom clean and a place where you'd want to be sleeping in. I do I do for sure. Yeah so tell me something what is the number one thing that when you go into a house that you find that people forget about when they're cleaning their bedroom?
1: Hands down the ceiling fan over their bed.
0: Yeah that's and we'll say that I am guilty at charge that sometimes you forget those things exist and That's like right above your head. Yeah, I think in
1: defense of most people, a lot of times we get there and, you know, we're in homes pretty regularly and the ceiling fan is always going. Yeah, that is And you can't tell. Right. And then, but we shut it off because that's our job is we're supposed to do ceiling fans every time. And sometimes you're like holy Moses, it's, you know, a couple inches thick.
0: Yeah. And I, and I sometimes assume probably that they just have no idea. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you're right. Cause it is, it's always moving and air circulation and you don't even realize that. Yeah. That gets pretty disgusting. And when you have a couple of inches of dust on there, that's just, yeah, that's just gross. That does not need to happen. And dust is the stuff that we don't want in our houses because it has all that dirt and dander and, VOCs and nasty stuff so that is not something we want to have. Now how do you usually typically clean your um, fans when you clean them at your clients houses? On a regular basis
1: we're just using the uh, Norwex microfiber dusting wand Um, so and I like it because you can bend it or not so you can put it kind of an L shape to get up on the top of the fan blade really easy or flip it around to get the underside get the light bulbs uh, the fixtures but oftentimes the first time in it might be quite a bit on there, and I'm a fan of, you know, once you're a dusting wand of any kind will only hold so much. Right. If you junk. have two
0: inches of dust, <clears throat> I'm not correct. sure. So. right, the dust will with an enviro wand will attach to the wand if it can touch it. But if you've got two inches, <laughs> <laughs> that dust is it's not, not going to happen. Yeah, that's which be all over means your bed. most
1: of it ends up on the bed. Yeah, exactly. That's just and that's nasty. That's mm-hmm. that's pretty rude on our part since yeah. we're we're visiting a home typically. So, um, I am a huge fan of vacuuming things. I like to yeah. take dust and dirt with me I mean for the same reason why we don't use brooms right because I just feel like you're you're putting just so much more stuff into the air Mm -hmm. and I'd rather suck it up right in the
0: vacuum and take it with us no and that is really a great tool I I love vacuums because they are mechanical cleaners like you're removing the particles, the dirt, the grime, and you're getting rid of it. Yes. It's all about, and the same with what you use when you use Norex products, right? You're like removing it and getting rid of it. It's exactly. all about that. When you use a broom, and they talk about this like an EPA and all that is that you stir it up. It goes into the air, it attaches to other particles, and then you end up breathing them deeper in your lungs so it's not a healthy environment. So brooms, even though we even have some in our house, I only use them for big things to get up because I don't want to fill my my vacuum bag with them. And so and then I'll use the vacuum as well. Yeah, vacuums are a great tool. That is smart because, I mean, how many people don't use their wands? The wands are there to do all kinds of cool stuff. And you have a favorite type of vacuum, too, don't you? I do. I And, and I, I want to get this vacuum because I have a Miele, which is, like, <clears throat> super expensive, and I swear it sucks. It's not a very good yeah, <laughs> vacuum. Yeah,
1: it's uh, – For a couple reasons. I mean, in 24 years of cleaning, I've certainly used so many different vacuums. Right. And it's not that some of them don't do a good job, but you also have to remember that we're cleaning four to six houses a day. Yeah, that's a lot of so houses. So that's – The average vacuum isn't designed for that. I have yet to find a commercial vacuum that I love. Mm -hmm. So we just use a standard vacuum. I love the Shark uh, Rotator Professional. Right. Shark makes several vacuums. They're not all the same, mostly because they don't all have the same attachments. Okay. Um, What I find funny about some of them is it'll have a crevice tool, but it's literally like five inches long. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know what that's for. (laughs)
0: Yeah, that's pretty funny because I'm like, what do you use a five-inch crevice tool for? <laughs> I mean, I'm
1: pretty short. Some yeah. of the ladies who work for me are not. So mm-hmm. I guess I'm partial to the vacuum because when I have the wand on and I stick it on an attachment, it works just perfect for yeah. me. Great. And you see the other people that – it does come with another wand to make it even longer. So right. that's helpful as well. Yeah.
0: So you seem like it works really well. <coughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah, the fil- – what and the really good thing
1: about it is I don't know if they still make any bags or vacuums with bags. Pardon me. But it is uh, bagless, and the filters are washable. Oh, that's so, nice. You can
0: reuse them. Yeah. I mean, it's, nice. It's,
1: you literally squeeze them out. I usually just put them on top of my vent or something. Next day, it's ready to use. Oh,
0: that's really nice um, because, yeah, the Miele, you have to buy new um, – ba- like all the filters and everything yes. in the bags, and it's it's costly. And you're just, like, throwing them away. And that's where I said, like, I don't want to, like, vacuum up big things because they take up space in the bag. Oh, mm-hmm. I see yeah, yeah. I'm okay. like, oh, I don't want to waste <clears throat> that. Exactly. Yeah, and for
1: us, it's just so easy to empty it. So I get what you yes, – yes. I do remember having vacuums with bags before. Yeah. And, yeah, it – it's, it's kind of space is a commodity there right, as it well.
0: Is, it, is, it is. Okay. So we, we talked about one of your biggest things is don't forget the ceiling um, yes. fans. But regularly, what are some of the things that we should be doing in our, our rooms? I kind of was thinking about dusting and wiping down. Like, What are you, when you go into a room and how is your, your method? I know you have a specific method when you have your um, mm-hmm. team and you have three teams that work with you and so you train them. Correct. And how do you train them when they go in and attack room how to go about it so
1: oddly enough everybody learns to dust first okay um and how that looks is that we the duster has no chemicals right all they're equipped with would be the dusting wand and then they have a wet enviro cloth and then a dry uh, polishing cloth on their shoulder Okay, so you instruct that <coughs> They
0: keep the dry one on their shoulder. and Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's a good, that's that,
1: good... That that one should stay dry, but sometimes, yes. you know, every once in a while, somebody puts the wrong one under the faucet. It happens. Right. yes. But yeah, um, they just have that dry one on their shoulder, which really we're just using it for glass or mirrors. Okay,
0: yeah.
1: Um, when we start dusting, let's say the bedroom, the first thing we'll do is high dust, low dust. Okay. Mostly because in case any dust is going to fall or you're going to put anything into the air, maybe... Uh, when we're dusting the blinds, right. they're pretty dusty. And, and you, you just cannot possibly grab everything with a dusting wand okay. if they're pretty dusty. Okay. Um, then that's why we hide us, load us first. So we're going around tops of doors. Check your corners for cobwebs. I think right. sometimes in bedrooms, um, you may always see it in like morning light or evening light and not be aware when right. we're there midday and the sun is shining in. Right. Or lots of people have these darkening curtains. And they they just keep their rooms dark. When we clean, we open up windows, blinds, turn on lights so that we can see everything. And then I think sometimes people would be surprised to know the cobwebs and stuff that are growing in their corners just because the lighting isn't good when they're in there typically.
0: Exactly. I always (coughs) open up my drapes and everything first thing when I'm cleaning because I feel like I can't see enough. Our room is kind of dark as well. I mean, it's not super dark, but you can't see everything if you don't let. So I think when you're cleaning, definitely to make sure you open up your drape so you can see everything and what you're working with and working on the top. Do you do, I, you know, when I go to people's homes and I'll do a demonstration or something, I'll work with them. And all the time, my favorite spot to go to is the top of doors because yes. nobody dusts the top so of doors. True. So I always I know I can find dust it. there. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, and I always teach the ladies to focus on the horizontals and okay. that, that that's really where dust is laying not always if you've done construction or you've got right. your windows open then yes you may have a ton of dust up the vertical side of your dresser right but as a rule gravity is involved dust is landing on a horizontal right. that surface that is important <coughs> which would be the top of around the door frame same thing we clean tops of outlets
0: yes that is another one you see all the time or even the tops <coughs> of door switches right absolutely yeah, yeah so for sure
1: um we hide us lotus so that would mean ceiling fans uh corners tops of doors um lampshades and then low dust unless we're doing a deep clean when we would damp wipe baseboards low dusting would be on a maintenance level just on a regular basis like you're talking is that then the baseboards are getting dusted
0: so you dust every other week when you're dusting people's homes you do the baseboards every two weeks oh they're always getting dusted yeah because they do accumulate dust pretty quickly and i noticed that or pet hair oh yeah if you forget it if you've got a pet too then for sure. Now, I think it's interesting. Now, you're saying you're going to, so for those of you guys, um, Kathleen's talking about using an wand. so it's a wand with two different sides. One's like long, kind of finger-like, and one is a flat surface. You don't use the dusting mitt, per se. And when you, you either wet dust with an Enviro cloth or you're using the wand. Is that what you're saying? Correct. Okay. So right. then we would set the dusting wand next to the door. We're done
1: with high okay. dusting, low dusting. It's my technical term I came up with. <laughs> it's very <laughs> fancy. Right, right, right. High low. I'm a person, yeah. Well, I try to make it catchy so it's easy to remember a system. Whether it's no, I think it's great, and that's teaching what I love kids, about you as your that you husband.
0: Have, have systems, and <laughs> systems are important. And when you do straight up, I think if anything from this show, it's it's great for people to understand how to teach your kids mm-hmm. and your husband. Mm-hmm. And if your husband's listening, okay, maybe your wife. But most of the time, right, teaching them those systems. Yeah. So that they can do it. Because I'm at a point now where my kids, my youngest is nine, that I am trying to teach them systems. Like they each have a bathroom that they're in charge of. Sure. You know, and they need to clean that. And so learning those systems and having catchy things for them to know, I think is really important. And then that takes some of the responsibility off of your shoulders and you having to do it. I think that's huge.
1: For sure. And I think... When you make, some, you never want to give somebody too much information at once. Right. I mean, obviously, I have 140 cleans. Not every house is the same. Right. But we have a system. And then maybe at Mrs. Jones, we do something out of the ordinary for her in the bedroom because it's special for her. But otherwise, always we start with the system. Okay. And even talking about wanting to teach your kids, it helps them make be successful. Exactly. Completely. Which it makes them feel good. I mean, if you've right. overcomplicated it. And some things you have to let it go. I mean, I I have learned that not everybody is going to be me, even the people I hire and train. Right. Not everybody has the same eye I have. Not everybody, you can either have a knack for certain things or you don't, but I could teach anybody to clean. Right. You know, whether or not you make a bed and put things at the same angle as I do doesn't mean something is clean or not. That's just a finishing detail. Exactly. But then I always work in a circle. Okay, so when you say a circle, what do you mean a circle? So we either go back – so you go back to the doorway. I put down our dusting wand, and then I would go left to right or right to left. doesn't matter. Okay. Um, for two reasons. It is more efficient. There's no reason to, like, go over do the nightstand, cross the room <laughs> diagonally, go over there. Well,
0: and it's important because, and once again, if you're talking about kids and stuff, it gives them a formula to follow. Yeah. You need to have – and this is so – this is brilliant for, for for parents. I'm just thinking like, oh my gosh, I didn't teach them that. I didn't teach them to go in a circle. I haven't even taught them to go up from top to bottom. These things Again, yes. right, left are so to important. Right,
1: right to left, okay. top to bottom. So we clean an area about as wide as we can reach Okay. Um, because I don't want to waste time or energy. Right. And you're I, efficient. I'm so, I know sometimes when I've taught girls even where to plug in the vacuum Right. Like I literally, the time that you're taking to go unplug and replug when you could have plugged in, in a central location because I vacuumed to the house before. So I'm like, hey, that spot right there will get all of the bedrooms on the left. Right. We don't, it, it's just energy and, and time. And right. as I've gotten older and now that I have grandbabies, I'm so protective of my time. And mm. those seconds add up to minutes which add up to half an hour which add up to an hour right and I want to spend time with my family and so and so And who wants to
0: be spending extra time cleaning when you can do it and (laughs) get it quicker right it's all about doing quicker
1: work in a circle so everything Mm -hmm. we can reach we clean okay except for walls Walls okay. or something we don't do. So that's light switches. It's the outlet cover. Then, um, if there's an item on a dresser, we pick up the item, we wipe under the item, wipe the item off, and put it back where we found it.
0: Now you're wiping everything with an Enviro cloth. Yes, correct. Okay, and it's and have you taught your your crews how to specifically clean with the Enviro cloth? Because I'm I'm specific in my house how to use it. Do you have a system of using it? I know it seems kind of silly, but so well, I think I understand what you're asking
1: me. So when <laughs> yeah, we're dusting. See. Uh, we always wring them out very tight right So there's very little water right exactly. because if you want any water on cloth, the surface.
0: you're going to like leave
1: all kinds of stuff. Yeah. On and it, yeah. on on the wrong surface, that wouldn't be a good idea customer no. wouldn't appreciate that. no. Um, plus if you get something too, if your cloth is wrung out really tight, you would rarely ever need to dry it. Right. The times that we would wipe it with a dry cloth, like I said, glass of mirrors, Right. Um, or if you're putting paperwork back down on something or a stack of magazines. Right, exactly. Because if we're, God forbid, it might have been a little damp, you've now stuck that bottom page of the magazine to somebody's nightstand. So you don't want that. Yeah, that
0: would not be a good thing. So when you use your cloth, that you have um, your crew fold the cloth? That's what I was okay. going to oh. So
1: the next thing we do yeah. after we rinse it is it is always folded um, so that it looks like just one square. We clean with our hand flat on it um, for a couple of reasons. Okay. If you've ever grabbed a a rag and bunched it up Mm -hmm. and rubbed across the surface, you're literally only making contact with the bunched part that is touching, which is kind of skipping over the surface. Um, And you have a much better job rather than or cleaning with just the edge of it. I've seen people grab the corner of the cloth, use a couple fingers. Mm -hmm. Um, First of all, that will take all day. (laughs) Um, so you're covering more ground right. with it folded in, I want to say, force. Right. Because then you end up with eight sides. That's the other reason. Yeah. So it's folded in force. You've got your hand, your palm flat on it. You're covering more ground at once. Right. Um. You also have a little bit thicker uh, surface for pressure, I right. would say. Yeah. Um, not so much a big deal in dusting, but, you know, on another day when we might talk about a kitchen or a bathroom, right, that exactly. would be more of a blessing. Um and that you then, if one side for some reason is getting pretty dusty, unfold it, fold it to another side. You've got eight sides to work with
0: exactly. before yeah.
1: you need to go and rinse it out and get back to right. working with it again. And we just work in a circle around the room. So it's, and think about all the little horizontals. So for us, we open every dresser drawer, every nightstand drawer. Oh my goodness. Um, and you only have to <laughs> open it an inch.
0: Like That's so great though. Because yeah. it, it, when you have children- And even adults or dogs or whatever have you, it's all those horizontals that you find things. I cannot tell you, and that's, I just love using the word like horizontals. Every horizontal space with my kids, I want to teach them that too because when they clean like a bathroom, for example, always those bathroom drawers because they brush their teeth, maybe they're a mess and they don't wipe their hands and then all of a sudden you have toothpaste whatever on the top of the drawer. And so when you are getting that every week, you're not like surprised with some kind of gunk buildup. Right, right. Which right. then, you know, causes a bigger mess to clean up. It, it's just really – and that's what I love is that you can just use the cloth and you can go around. And that's and all you're, you need. Yeah, it's all you need. And so you're not needing all this other stuff. And now I think it's just fascinating. And I'm – just because you have – I mean, you clean how many houses, did you say? Your teams, how many houses and do you
1: have? I have 140 regular customers. 100 most and of them we do every two weeks.
0: 140 houses. Okay. So in 140 houses, you use class to clean most of things. Yes, right? yes, correct. Yeah. And that's just impressive. So I think if anyone, and that's why I love having you on, because I clean in my house, but I'm not doing that amount at sure. all. And I'm not going to come across so many different issues, right? Right. And so with you having that team and you're using these costs every day, how do you keep the integrity of the cloth throughout the day, like keeping it cleaned out or whatever have you? Like, what do you do as you're cleaning? And in the bathroom, bedroom isn't as bad, right? It's not as nasty as like a kitchen. Do you guys clean out the cloth as you go or what do Correct. you Correct. So okay.
1: that is kind of a thing that either visually, you know, that you were dusting a room that was super dusty okay. and you, or maybe yeah. it's the first time. So you're like, hey, note to self, I can see there's a lot of dust on this cloth. Um, typically a duster though only needs to rinse their cloth after they've dusted the main level. Right. Okay. And then they go to the kitchen sink, fan of hot water because it opens up the fibers. Right. Um, rinse it out with hot water. Sometimes we might use a drop or two of dish soap. Right. Um, definitely don't want to use something that's got like lotion in it. No. I, people making hand soaps now that got like these extra fillers and oily stuff, yeah. lotions yeah. that would yeah. not be, that's not good for the cloths. Right? No, it's not. Um, well, I think 95% of the time we're finding a couple drops of a uh, just soap is just fine.
0: Yeah. Because um, it just breaks through that oil and that grease. Exactly. That's basically creating biofilters on the fiber. Yeah. Right.
1: And just washing the gunk down the drain, uh, water runs clear. Great. Rinse it out, wring it really tight, and fold it up again and head up to the next level. Right. So if you're in your own house and you're going to decide to, hey, I'm going to dust everything on a maintenance basis, not a clean that is our first time Right. In, maybe it hasn't been clean a long time. Um, we're rinsing it once a level.
0: Yeah. I would think that would be completely fine, especially when you're folding it and you have Absolutely. those eight sides. If you aren't folding them, you don't know where you've been. You don't know what side you've been. I have been known to fold an cloth, actually, so I have 16 sides. So it looks like instead of a square, uh-huh. it's a rectangle. Yes. I like folding it there. I just like the way it fits in my hand. Gotcha. I I like the pressure. That. Yeah. And I can... Our kitchen is pretty large and I can clean now I typically use a mop but sometimes if I have sticky really like thick jelly or something like that I'll just use an Enviro cloth cuz sure. have so many different sides. And I can clean the whole entire floor with one cloth and it's amazing. Like sure. and if it's really nasty floor like let's say the kids have done something crazy. It's 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 so powerful cuz you have all those sides and mm-hmm. you know you're touching it with a new clean uh, you know clean side and so if you do let's say go over something disgusting you can go over on another side and pull up you know, the second, like wipe through, so yes. you have like a dirty wipe through and then a clean. And I love that. Now you have all these like clients and they, maybe they, how do you, and I, I know this personally, cause we've talked about this, but going from what cleaning crews usually do, and mm-hmm. I know we're kind of off topic, but this is our first kind of talking session. So I have a lot of dif- different things that people don't have background on with you, but how do they deal with the fact that, that you're not using sprays. You're not using all this stuff. You're using just the mechanical tools to clean versus um,
1: kill and leave behind. I We almost never clean a house that I haven't personally walked through. Okay. Um, I know a lot of companies that do quotes on websites. Right. Um, that does work, I think, on a maintenance standard um, because it's a formula that I literally could give you a quote without seeing the house. But on the first time in... I don't know if you haven't cleaned in three days or three years. Yeah, and there's definitely. And As, yeah, that's going to be a big difference. And that's, that's fine. I mean, I love transformation. So I love a really good, dirty first-time clean. Right. We love doing those. And, like, you just can't wait for the customer to come home and see what we've done. But having said that I need to figure that out for an initial clean, I also think – I don't know if it's just something about me personally. I mean – I, from the get go, I've met people who sometimes while I'm standing there are telling me their garage code or before there were garage codes. (laughs) They're like, here's my key. Uh, My son worked with me years ago and he's like, I cannot believe that people just give you all of that. They don't even know you.
0: I'm like, well, look at my face. Like, you could just tell that. (laughs) You're like, I'm not going to be robbing you.
1: Uh, Yeah, I'm a super honest person. (laughs) But, um, I always say that I think that I should meet them and they should meet me.
0: Well, I think that's extremely important. Because, um, yeah, coming and in some people house, we
1: never see. I mean, some people are always gone. Right. I don't know if they're on vacation. It doesn't matter to me. But I think you should have a sense of me. And I like to tell people the culture of my company um, so that they understand that the people who are working for me are pretty similar to me. Um, not everybody's is outgoing or has a big mouth like I do I mean I could talk to anybody (laughs) some of them are definitely a little more quiet than me Um, but I want people to feel at ease about that and so then I go through and I talk about gosh by the time I've just barely been in the doorway I start within a minute of um, you know a little bit of background about myself and then it segues into that I have three teams of ladies They're insured, and it, speak English, blah blah blah. They'll come with all the equipment and supplies, and I'll say we clean mostly with Norwex products. Are you familiar with them? Right. Some people are. Some people, I'll be standing there, and like I was in a house the other day, I could see their Norwex countercloths on the counter. That's half the battle. Sometimes, Um, is it for somebody to understand that uh, you know they'll, they'll say I don't know what that means, so I'm not familiar. And I'll say, it means that, you know, we're cleaning on the lower end of chemicals. You're not going to walk into a home that smells like Pine Sol and Fabuloso. We're not, that's, that's not what, we don't even carry those things. And I'll say it's healthier for us. It's healthier for you. It's healthier if you've got little ones or pets on your hard floors. Um, And most of the time people get it. Yeah. Um, I had a gentleman the other day, uh, it was going to be his first clean, and he texted me the night before he was concerned about, That we weren't going to be putting oil on his wood and that we were going to be putting water on it and we might dry it out okay and i said well the enviro cloth is just barely damp that that isn't the case um and for me we don't change our system to fit someone so Exactly. You it, have
0: your niche. You do what you do. Exactly. And really truthfully, there's so many people that are looking for that now. Oh, and very And I much know, so. like, you don't clean over by me. And I said, oh, if you did have another tea, you would be very <laughs> busy. Because so many people – and it's interesting because – People will pay more to lots of times to have the luxury of not having Fabuloso or Pine Sol. And what's great about your teams is you're not using a lot of product that's like consumable. Yeah. So and it's quicker. So that's like a great model. You know, I mean, you have to have skill and you have to know how to do it. It's not like it's hard. But you do definitely have to have training of like how to use the products and stuff. It's not stuff that they've been using since they were. Like- oh
1: no, and I and I have people come to work for me who've cleaned for other companies. Right. And look, I've worked other places. Exactly. And yeah. it's every 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 company's a little different, and so sometimes it's easier to have somebody come that has never cleaned at all, because um, then they don't have any like habits or company policies they were used to. Like this is our system from the old place. Uh, but I always encourage the ladies that if you don't understand it, because the first time I heard about Norwex products, it wasn't explained to me very well. Yeah. The lady was just like, hey, yeah, you can just pretty much clean most of the stuff with water. And I'm like, hmm, oh, some of these houses are pretty dirty. I'm not really sure how that's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. How does that even um, work? Right. You know, she didn't talk about the science behind the cloth yeah. and all of those things. And so now, you know, I'll tell people it's an antibacterial microfiber cloth. Right. Um, when somebody says, oh, um, what are you going to spray on our floors to clean it? And uh, and same thing I feel about the vacuum. And people don't, they're nervous about me using my vacuum and not theirs. I'm like, well, first of all, we're sucking things into the vacuum. We're not spraying stuff into your house. So I wouldn't be worried about cooties from somebody else's house, if that's what you're concerned about. Um, and same thing when we're cleaning. We don't need to put a, putting a product on your floor or uh, some pledge on your, dresser doesn't make that clean no it's just you now in literally need to take that product <laughs> off as well <laughs> no. and so i'll say you know we're in the business of removing dirt and bacteria not putting a chemical on it to then clean that off as well exactly 99 percent of the time i mean i did 330 walkthroughs last year when i go to give an estimate i would say all but five of them got it got it yeah
0: and some people don't That's and great. some people tell you that and that's okay, yeah. and, and I'm that okay they're with that not. Too. You know what? And that's okay because they have the right to do what they want yeah. to. But how great is that? That out of that percentage, people can understand because it really, when you you simplify it, we're removing, we're yeah. mechanically removing something from the surface versus putting a chemical that kills and leaves behind that then you're breathing and is left a residue. I yeah. mean it. it you can't be clean if you're not removing it and getting it out. Exactly. So, yeah, that's beautiful. Sorry that we went on this tangent, but I wanted to talk to you about this. And it's it's just your mindset of where you're coming from with sure. cleaning, too. Yeah. So yeah. now back, now that we've talked about that for a while. So when you're using these cloths and you're going around, um, you're using that and you're wiping down the blinds. Mm-hmm. Um, you're wiping down the switches. Um, do you, when you come, if you see a dirty spot on a wall, will you touch it or you just like live it, leave it and say, no. <laughs> and the reason why you're like, sorry, people that cost extra.
1: No, we don't do but, walls at all. Okay. Why, why? For two reasons. Two, no, I want to know these reasons. So number one, odds are your whole wall is dirty. So and unless this is true, I mean, look, mm-hmm. I grew up in the era that, um, my mom, we would take an empty wastebasket and make spick and span water. <laughs> and twice a year, we had to take rags and soak them in spick and span. And literally every inch of our walls got washed. Spick
0: and span. Yes. Spick and span. That was like a verb, spick and oh, span. It was for everything. I know, right? 409, what, what spick and span. You, oh, yeah, yeah. 409. Yeah, 409 was, was what I had to do, spray <laughs> that on the kitchen table before eating. Oh, that's a really healthy
1: <laughs> Well, on the plus side, I will say less people smoke in their homes. Yeah. But, I mean, I grew up when – people smoked everywhere in the grocery store whatever right. so you definitely had nicotine on your wall so or anymore there's dust there's dander there's whatever so imagine that if you cleaned let's say you saw a handprint in the center of their wall in the right light you may see that you've cleaned a circle of clean you would probably definitely see that if it's
0: a dirty wall yes and it, it is true because especially with little kids right they're walking around and once again, they don't wash their hands as well as they should. And a lot of us have light walls. It's very yeah. much in fashion, right? Light gray, light tan. And then there mm-hmm. are little handprints all along. So you always have to look at that third lower section of the door, the walls. And I'm always wiping those down. And we're
1: doing that on doors and door trim for that reason. Yeah. Because, well, gosh, it doesn't have to be little kids. My husband goes in and out of the garage 100 times. He's mm-hmm. not always using the door handle. Right. And neither am I. I'm oftentimes, you know grabbing say the top of the door with my fingers and shutting it and so even though we're always hitting horizontals on doors and wiping them we're always wiping the doorknob and then checking the area around it you know or above or below it um, for dirty dirty handprints yeah the other reason we don't do walls is not everybody's paint is the same and so if it's a flat mm-hmm. paint, it, oh, doesn't, yeah. it doesn't wipe cloth. off anyways.
0: Well, and if you push too hard with an enviro cloth, you can pull that paint off. <laughs> and exactly. And I'm not a, responsible yeah. for that. That is no bueno. I, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. So Especially that's why. it's a flat paint for sure. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's not – yeah, that makes sense.
1: Um, I think if you're going to talk about wiping walls, yeah, the areas if you've got kiddos where you know – kiddos are pets. So kids that are putting their hands huh, where they don't belong, um, especially going up and down stairs, like right. they just love to drag their hands across something – Or pets. Some people may or may not notice that if they've got short dogs or cats, they tend to have certain doors or door uh, walls they like to go around. And if you look in the corner of it, it looks really dark. That's just their body oils.
0: Yeah, it comes off. Yeah, it comes
1: off quite easy. But Mm -hmm. uh, some people have never noticed it until I point something like that out. Same thing with cold air returns. Oh, gosh. I Those do are walk notorious. And um walkthroughs or, or uh, bathroom ceiling vents. I know it's not in the bedroom, but there are cold air returns sometimes yeah. in, yeah. bed- in bedrooms where, you know, again, it's up higher, especially in a bedroom. It's not down low like you might have any other. Right. And you look up and you're like, my goodness, there's a whole bunch of hair growing out of that. <laughs> again... If you can't reach it with a dusting wand, right. an attachment, an extension on the vacuum with the vacuum brush, suck it up and, suck it up. and take it I another. do
0: like using the vacuum with that, and then I'll wipe it down afterwards yes. sometimes because I those air returns are notorious and just yes. dust. And we have our back of our house opens up. So in the summertime, or even when it's fifties five and above almost, mm-hmm. we have our doors open, and then we'll have the fan to pull it. And we have air conditioning, but we also like to use that just to freshen the air inside the house, which Absolutely. I think is super important. But we get a lot of dust because half our house is, like, opened up. And yeah. so, yeah, you pull in all kinds of crazy stuff. And so those air returns I feel like I'm always looking at because they just get grimy super fast. So that is good and important um, to, like, wipe those down as well. And underneath the bed, I'm sure. I
1: was thinking of that earlier when we were talking about brooms. Um, one of the things – we don't carry a broom. Um, I The lady the other day, she wanted to know if we could sweep out her garage – Went for a move-out clean, I'm like, no, because we don't have a broom. Mm-hmm. Um, and she looked at me kind of weird. She was, mm, I want to say she was 70-something. Oh, yeah. So she thought that was strange. to didn't have a broom. And I said, no, but we have um, a dust mop, which is looks just like the dusting wand, but, you know, bigger size. Right? It's got those little fingers on it. Um, love, love, love using dust mop. But what's great about them is those and the wet mops, that when you the handle folds almost flat. So it's very easy. I think people there's so many people now who've ripped out carpet even in their bedrooms and they're doing hard floors mm-hmm. and I get why people like them. I'm a fan of putting my feet on carpet in the morning when they're bare feet, but that's okay. Um, but having all those hard floors floors, your hair dust, all those goodies are just flying under the bed or over into the corners. And mm-hmm. so, Nobody wants to get way down and climb climb under their bed on a regular basis. But when we're there and they've got hard floors, it's very easy for us to just squat down, lay the mop or the dust mop flat. Both mm-hmm. we'll, we dry mop before we wet mop, and get all those those yeah. little dust balls and all of right. that out of there. Because again, yeah. I think for me, I always feel like your bedroom is your sanctuary. Yes. And so there are a lot of customers I meet, and they're like. They don't want to pay to clean their kids' rooms or like they should do that. They live here, whatever. <laughs> I get it. And then sometimes they're like, you know, don't worry about my bedroom. I just want really want my bathroom done.
0: But I often say, Hey, I feel like your room should be your sanctuary. Like And we've talked a like that that's during this whole session we've been talking a lot about it being your sanctuary. Because yeah. how do you go to sleep if you got crazy town going on in your bedroom? Whether it's needs cleaned,
1: mm-hmm. as in dusting or vacuuming, or picked up. Right. Right. Like, there are just oftentimes other places you could put some of your crap, <laughs> to be honest. Yes. And it shouldn't be your room. No, and it my, should not be. My kids, my kids are grown now, but growing up, my room was always the cleanest room. Their, their toys don't need to be in there. Their laundry doesn't need to be in there. Nothing really needs to be in my bedroom except for having the pretty little knickknacks that I like. I always make my bed in the morning because exactly. I think you could fake a lot uh, by walking into a bedroom at night and go, oh, look at that beautiful bed. Um, which
0: goes back to, again, changing your sheets. And that's one thing I wanted to talk about is how gross sheets are. (laughs) Because our bodies are gross. Yeah, they are gross. (laughs) And especially, I was talking about this morning, and I, I have to admit that for a long time I did not make my bed in the morning. And I have started making my bed every morning, and I get up, and I make it almost as getting out of bed. Yeah. And um, and I, first of all, I sleep so much better because the sheets are all right. And yes. my husband and I are not ripping them out from each other. We can sleep because they're, you know, over the edges where they should be. Correct. There's no bumps and whatever have you going on. And it just makes you feel accomplished very first thing to have your bed made. And when we talked about it with Lori about organizing the bedroom, it's like, yeah, your bed should be right away should be picked up, and any of those clothes, any of those things out of the way. Because first of all, how do you even clean, too, if you have stuff? And I know that you won't clean homes if they have a lot of, like, or you won't, you can't clean the areas if there's stuff everywhere, Correct. right? Correct. And, and a bedroom just really doesn't need stuff. It needs to have your clothes. Nothing should be, as what talks about, too, is it needs to be vertically put away. So it's not on the floor. It's yes. not taking up floor space. Because when you can walk in and you can see a room and it's picked up and there's nothing everywhere, it just makes you a, a sense of calm. I agree. And that's what the bedroom should be. Yes. It should be your sanctuary. Yes. Yeah. And, and the sheets, um, yeah, Norix came out with this new product. I don't know if you know, but it's like, they ah. have sheets with silver in them. Yep. I do not have them yet, but they're pretty cool because a lot of people don't wash their sheets enough and you have all kinds of critters, body, bacteria. Absolutely. Dust mites. And so the, there's silver within the cloth, I mean, in the sheets that actually helps the antimicrobial, just like in the cloth that breaks down that bacteria. So that's pretty cool. But- for those of you that, you know, don't have it, it's important to be washing those sheets. Like how often do you wash your sheets? Um, typically every week, mm-hmm. sometimes every two weeks. I mean, yeah. I
1: I have this thing. I don't get into my bed dirty.
0: Right. Um, I see. My dad grew up that way, too. It's I don't like know he why. He always takes showers at night. And my husband's starting to do that, too. And I usually take like a bath. I'm a fish. I'll take a shower and a bath. I take a bath at night just to calm myself down. I love a good bath. Mm -hmm. So I'm usually pretty clean at night. And so now he's gotten into that. And I do think there's something to be said about, because you're like in there for a long time. And if you've taken a shower, you're getting in and you're clean and you're not getting your bed all nasty. And that's huge, right? So yeah, there is something to be said about that. So you think about every week to two weeks. Yeah, that's kind of how I am too. Though it is a lot of laundry in the sense if you have a house full of as many beds as I do. Because I also then start waking out. If your bed is not made and your duvet – well, that's another reason is if your sheets are not touching you but, like, the comforter is all on your body mm-hmm. because it's not made, then really you should be washing your comforter and all that stuff more frequently as well. Yes. Yeah. So, so I always have – i
1: I'm a fan of a nice quilt. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm kind of have that grandma-looking quilt, whatever. <laughs> I don't know why I love them. I think because sometimes I get um, too much weight or too much layer is too much for you when I'm sleeping. Right. So when I say that I'm washing my sheets every when I'm washing them, the quilt goes in there too.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I do because I, I have a cat. Mine. Yeah.
1: And every once in a while, my 130-pound dog um, is on your bed as well. He, yeah, not he's not supposed to be. But I came home the other day and my husband sleeps during the day because of his job. And the dog is curled up on my side of the bed, and he didn't hear me at all. He doesn't hear me open the door. He doesn't hear anything until I'm <laughs> right next to the foot of the bed. And I'm like, what do you think you're doing? And his eyes pop open because he knows he's not supposed to yeah. be there. That could be happening other times when I'm sleeping. Oh, of course. So I'm trying right. to get rid of all that dog hair. Well,
0: and that's a case. And I do wash mine. And before I had duvets, I had two comforters. Yep. My kids have two because co- I like it look all pretty. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. And my husband finally convinced me. He's like, can we just get a comforter without the – Inside, outside. And so he was so excited the other day. He's like, that's funny. Oh my gosh, look at that bed. It's just a comforter. I mean, there's two comforters, but there's not all the inside and outside stuff. Because I do. And you think about that. And everything that gets on it and people just I get grossed out like when I go to hotel rooms and I think okay are they washing and that's why i really like when they do the sheets with the inserts and everything mm-hmm. cuz it is it just keeps it cleaner and you don't have to worry about but remember the day when they used to wear I mean wear they used to use like the quilts on top of the beds and I'm like are they washing a those a bedspread yeah a bed oh <laughs> yes it's a bedspread Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's now what I'm that dating would be myself. Called. Well, I know. I had a bedspread, too. Whatever. But, yeah, a bedspread. Mm-hmm. And I think, oh, gosh, what funkiness. And I'd always get creeped out by that. So, yeah, wash your sheets, people. It's important. And it's you. they have some – some of my friends have, like, quoted just basically how disgusting a bed can be on um, their stuff. And is like, you know, it can be as gross as your toilet seat after three mm. weeks and stuff like that. And, yeah, that can be pretty disgusting. And your pillowcase, like, people, oh. come on now.
1: So for sure, if for whatever reason I might be slacking about doing the bedding, Mm -hmm. the pillowcases will happen if I didn't – wasn't able to do the sheets and and the quilt. Right. Just because, yeah, my head's gross.
0: Yeah. I I actually go even crazier. I get so grossed out by the pillows and I would want to change them out constantly that I – then I would do the liners. They you can get these at IKEA. They're great. You zip them on your pillowcase, oh, yeah, I've seen those. and then you put your pillowcase over it. So it has so if like you're a jeweler, a jeweler, or. Or just, I don't know. I don't no, know. No, I get it. Yeah. I think
1: pillows hold a lot it of It just grosses cooties. me
0: out. Like, I just, and I t- I typically tell people, like, you know, every six months, you're either needing to wash your pillow yes. or you're needing to get a new pillow. Yes. Um. I always wonder, what does everybody do with their pillows if they're changing them every six months? But if you, I also, um, Norix has this great mattress cleaner. I don't know if you've ever yep. used it. I really like that to spray on the mattresses. I yes. also have covers. I have pillow tops that cover. So once again, my body is not on the mattress because that's here. super disgusting because you sweat and everything like that and I sure. wash that regularly but I also underneath both the pillow and the mattress I spray about three to four times a year I do mattress yeah. cleaner on it is that about what you kind of do for sure and I like it because the mattress cleaner has enzymes in it so it eats up all that stuff mm-hmm. and turns it into carbon dioxide which is really cool and it's so easy to use because I think you just have to
1: wait 20 minutes, an hour? I don't know. There's a time frame, but whatever the time frame is, is enough time for me to have stripped the bed, sprayed it all down, taken the laundry downstairs. I mean, I have another set of sheets, but... I don't always immediately strip the bed and go, yay, yeah, I can't wait to make it. And so, <laughs> <laughs> so it's right. pretty easy yeah. for it to do it. Thing yeah. in the time period. You're supposed to wait a little bit before yeah. you put your fresh yeah. bedding on. Usually,
0: you yeah, you, depending on how much you spray and how much it takes to dry. I typically, it's funny because the times I do it is I, around 4th of July because I host 16 people here. So mm. I strip all beds, do all the deep cleaning. Um, then I also host 16 people at Thanksgiving. Same thing. Gotcha. And then I typically around spring cleaning want to do it then too so I know for those three times I for sure do it and then when else something happens like if we get super sick in the house or something like that yes but um yeah I definitely I think that's something people don't do enough and kind of um I never did it before yeah I think people
1: like rotating a mattress was a thing but I don't remember people right well and I also grew up where lots of times we had those waterproof pads um you know those little zip-on things Mm -hmm. That I think maybe that's why people just thought, oh, your mattress is encased; it's fine. I don't know. Um, yeah. Once the spray came out and I and I and I got some, I was like, well, this sure makes this like now I'm just extra sure. Yeah, you're know over that something it's even I enough. didn't. Yeah, that yeah, either it was a problem before and I didn't know it was a problem. I didn't have a solution anyways. Right. And now that there is a solution for the problem
0: I didn't know I had it's exactly. super easy <laughs> yeah, now that and now, now you're like about oh it. wow that would have been gross if i didn't well yes. and honestly with my kids we had those liners you can get them at ikea that they're like terry cloth on one side and yes. on the other side is like a protective so it doesn't Correct. go through and honestly i think my oldest is the only one that does not have that on their bed still like because i just am like who knows i've gone through you learn very quickly when your kids are tiny that if you don't have that covered Things are going to happen. Mattresses and, aren't cheap. Yeah. And then you have to toss those mattresses. Yes. So yes. protecting them. And if you really love like my pillow, um, you know, I struggle with migraines. And so my husband did some research and I got a great pillow for my head, really? which has actually reduced my migraines. Yeah. And I think that is that and magnesium and other things. But anyways, this pillow, I'm not going to be throwing out. It's gotcha. super expensive. I get so it. It has two layers so that I don't have to worry about that. And then I can also use the enzyme on it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that we've had a good conversation on what we should be doing in our rooms to keep them healthy, keep them clean, and just easy tips and tricks. I mean, really, just an enviro cloth, getting it wet, wiping things down regularly. Yes. Super easy. Takes no time. You can train your kids to do it mm-hmm. so they can do their own rooms, you know, and then you're in a room without dust and toxins and you can sleep well. So that's absolutely. And, and, and making sure you're taking care of your bedding and things like that so you can sleep well. Um, I think. Is there anything else that you think that our listeners need to know about the their only bedroom? other
1: thing when we were talking earlier about vacuums? Um, I often see houses that I know for a fact the reason certain areas are bad is they either own a vacuum without attachments or they don't know where they are. Like how many people, especially with kids, have vacuums and you can see the little compartment holders on the back of it, literally. The crevice tool or the little brush They don't know where they are. are. like,
0: sweet, I want this tool, and I'm yeah. going to use it as a sword. Well, and it's mm-hmm. easy to set it down.
1: That's why even my girls, you the minute you are done with it, it goes back on the vacuum. Right. Because it takes a split second to leave it on a surface, and then they get to the next house, and they're like, oh, my goodness, we don't have our crevice. And we attachment vacuum a lot. What I notice specifically in bedrooms is the area between a nightstand and a bed where your power head on your vacuum doesn't fit. Mm-hmm. many times the carpet is a different color because it, it has so much dust yeah dust That's dander mm-hmm. um you lost some hair ties some crumbs, some, um, crumb, some <laughs> tissues um same thing right behind the dresser as well but as a rule anytime we clean a house for the first time we take the crevice tool and we edge all the way around the vacuum or all the way around the bedroom yeah um with the vacuum and so Because otherwise, a power head just isn't getting up to that nook and cranny, so to speak. You're right, and definitely where a power head can't fit, I notice that somebody who doesn't have attachments or doesn't think to use it, and especially in your bedroom, like you're, it's I'm I'm seeing an area that's right next to your head, exactly, or the the space between the back of your nightstand and the wall. Mm -hmm. Um, such a great spot that to me it's just one less. A hunk of dust. You don't have to breathe when you're sleeping,
0: right? And I, I will say with that, I typically because I do have all hardwood surfaces in our house mm-hmm. except for our stairs. And just because we have a lot of allergies, so we want to be able sure. to get to everything really quickly, I just move my bed. Like when I clean my – because I just push it, it's really easy. Exactly. Push it, and I use the dry mop underneath that, and perfect. I get everything. Because yeah. that is where everything – you're right. When you have dry – when you have floor hardwood floors, everything goes underneath mm-hmm. there, and it definitely goes right by your face. So it's, yeah. a, it's a smart place just to really quickly clean up underneath there. So perfect. Well, wonderful. Now, if people are fascinated by all these wonderful cleaning tips and they want to get a hold of you, what is an easy way for them to get a hold of you?
1: I always say the easiest way is to call or text me. Okay. All um, right. Super. Yeah. It's, there's nothing private about my phone. There's nothing. I mean, I'm a pretty public person just because um, this is what I do. I've done it a long time. I love people. I love connecting with them. Even if somebody lives in an area that I don't service, doesn't mean that I wouldn't love to give you some tips or I've had people send me a picture of something and ask for some ideas on how to clean something. Okay. Um, And same, I've talked to other people who have their own cleaning business, especially that, that are solo cleaners and want some advice. Right. There's enough success for everybody, and that's so good, an and you and I mindset. have talked about being mm-hmm. a fan of women uplifting women. Not that there aren't men who clean, but um, yeah, I just feel like if I know something that's either a good deal for I don't know if there's a special the grocery store or mm-hmm. a tip for cleaning or something to make my life easier, why wouldn't I want anybody to know that? It's just such to a me so mindset. much easier to want to just spread that around and help everybody.
0: Yeah, such a great mindset. Well. Um, you can, your number and contact information, I don't know if you want to give it on here, but it's also on the healthier home. Yeah, podcast. I'll just tell you, it's, okay.
1: it's 720-628-9894. Okay, Great. I, I, I'm, I'm very uh, receptive to people and responsive pretty quickly. So calling, texting, whatever works for somebody, smoke signal, that's what I always tell people. <laughs> I just, I'm a fan of whatever that looks like for right. somebody to get a hold of yeah. someone. And I'm not a pressure person. So if it's a good fit, great. If not, we at least got to hang out and I get to see somebody's house. I love houses.
0: (laughs) Well, yeah, if you're in the business of houses, you
1: remember. I love houses.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, wonderful. Thank you so much for coming on today. And I'm looking forward to having more discussions with you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. All right. Have a great day. That wraps up Episode 3 of the Healthy Home Podcast. Thank you so much for listening today. If you have any questions, comments, or thoughts, please share with us online at thehealthierhomepodcast.com. Did you find today's show helpful in creating a healthier home? If so, please help us spread the word by leaving us a review in your favorite podcast app. And while you're there, make sure to subscribe to the Healthier Home Podcast so you don't miss any upcoming episodes. Until next week, may your home be filled with health, happiness, and love. Bye for now.